We were in Matthew chapter 5 last week, and you know, uh, sometimes I get on these, and it seems like quite a, quite a few here lately we get on these where we kind of stay in a space at a certain time, and you know, I, I haven't done that till probably the last couple of years. It seems I get stuck on a place, and uh, I think it may be advantageous to us, especially when we don't have Sunday school. It's a little more in-depth in a certain area, and uh, I hope uh, that you enjoy it. I enjoy studying it that way. I really do. I like taking the time to really look at a piece of scripture. If you'd asked me three years ago if I'd ever preached something like that, I'd say no. I, I, I would have thought that was something silly uh, to stay on a certain place for a certain amount of time. I just didn't like it, but now I, I like it a lot. Uh, I wish I didn't do it as much because I do like jumping around <laughs> to different subjects. But, uh, you know, the Lord lays something on my heart, and I, I hope that y'all enjoy it. I try to obey God, as I hope y'all do too. Uh, but we'll be in Matthew chapter 5. We'll start reading with verse 6. And if you would, please stand uh, when you get to Matthew chapter 5, verse 6. Word of God says this, is, Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you once again for allowing us to come to your house this morning. We Thank you for the ones that had a desire to come out. Lord, I just pray that you watch over those ones that didn't have a desire, the ones that are home with different sicknesses, the ones that are going through tough times. You know every heart and every need. Lord, I just pray that you watch over those that are in need this morning, whether it be physically, spiritually, emotionally, uh, financially. Lord, just continue to watch over us, bless us, lead and guide and direct us, watch over this church, continue to lead us. And Lord, I, I thank you for the scripture that you give us this morning. And I pray, Lord, that you continue to help us uh, throughout all things. In Jesus' name I ask. Amen. You can be uh, seated this morning. Now, in the book of Matthew chapter 5, verse 6, we talked about it last week. You get the Sermon on the Mount. Uh, you get the Beatitudes. And I want you to know that uh, last week I said something that will reign true if we stay here very long, uh, that the longer we go, uh, I believe it's more difficult to understand some of the things that Jesus says on the Mount. And I believe it's more difficult uh, to apply some of the things that Jesus said on the Mount. And we looked at the, the first three, blessed are, at the beginning of the Sermon on the Mount. And today we're going to spend the whole, whole message maybe on a, just that fourth blessed. Now, he gets here and he says, blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness. And we continue uh, to see once again that we, we continue on this same route that blessed are they which do hunger and thirst. And we look at a few different translations. And uh, if you look at the different translations of the Bible in English, uh, almost every one of them uses the word righteousness. Almost every one of them. Now, uh, there's one in particular, the New Living Translation, that uses the word uh, a little differently. It uses the word justice. Uh, uh, but if you really think about the word righteousness, and uh, I even looked up the English definition since we, we translated it so many times as righteousness, uh, uh, let's just trust that it means righteousness in, in the Word of God. Uh, righteousness means uh, the quality of being morally right. That's what the Webster, that's what the Wikipedia definition, every one of them lines the same way. It is the quality of being morally right. And when I, when I read something like that, I would like to think that maybe a better choice for us to understand, uh, and sometimes it's difficult to understand righteousness, uh, uh, but it's easy to understand goodness. And when I look at that, I think that we're trying to say that we uh, hunger and thirst after goodness. 
Uh, we want to be good. Uh, we teach our children at a young age uh, to be good. We drop them off at daycare or school or with our grandparents or with family. We say, uh, be good. And we tell people, hey, just be a good person or, or something like that. But I think we all, in a sense, we all want to be good. We want to be good employees. Uh, we want to be good uh, spouses. We want to be good uh, employees. We want to be a, a good pastor. We want to be a uh, good all sorts of things. A leader, a friend. Uh, you maybe want to be a good Christian uh, today. And we, we want to be those things. We want to be as good as we can. So if we look at that scripture and we think about uh, being good, when a man asks Jesus, what, must I, what good things, that's what he says in the scripture, what good things must I do uh, to inherit eternal life? Uh, Jesus responded to him, says, why are you asking me this? Uh, there's only one good, and that's God. There's no sense in asking me that. And to be good today, what do we have to be like? We have to be like God. You say, Zach, <laughs> that's a big statement. I'm going to show you the Word of God shows us to be like God. If we want to be like righteousness, if we want to be good Christians, we have to be like God. We have to be Christ-like. Now, we preached not too long ago in the book of Galatians. We actually spent three Sundays on it. In Galatians chapter 5, it gives off nine attributes of a Christian. It does. If you look back very far, you can probably think about some of those things. That love, that, uh, that, 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 that love, that temperance, that joy, all those different things that we covered. We've already covered the things that a Christian should be, how we should represent God. And so if we look and we, we think about those things, to be good is to be like God, and we should show those traits constantly. I want you to know, church, if you want to be a good Christian, you have to be constantly portraying the attributes that a Christian possesses, but there's a big problem with that. You don't. You do not show those things all the time, do you? Do you always seem joyful, always seem loving? Does every time you see me, I just talked about my face. <laughs> when you, you see my face out in public, hey, it was three or four years ago, I remember being at Sam's Club on the day before Thanksgiving, buying Thanksgiving things to cook and get ready for, for the meal the next day. Do y'all realize how much that just gets under my skin? To go and shop for Thanksgiving the day before Thanksgiving. There was thousands of people probably packed in Sam's. Uh, I wanted to be home. Uh, there was probably football on the TV. There's probably something else I would much rather be doing uh, instead of stuck in a Sam's club on the day before Thanksgiving buying groceries with it seems like a, a bunch of people. Uh, there's multiple family members there doing it. And I was just, uh, I'd rather be home. I remember I was leaned up against something sulking. I was. And I had my regular face on that you know people don't really like. And I even had on a, a shirt that had the name of a church on it. It was the church that I pastored. And somebody walked up to me and they said, You should be smiling. You've got something to look forward to. And boy, you better believe I got slapped right upside the head. Spiritually. God said, you can't even be happy that you can afford to go to Sam's Club and buy uh, whatever foods you need to have for Thanksgiving. Uh, uh, you, you can't be happy that even though you're, you're there with a bunch of people, you've got family and you're blessed to have those family members, your children run around acting crazy. Uh, they're alive, they're well, everything's going good. And you're sulking. You're mad because of these things are going. Hey, I want you to know something, church. I'm not always good. 
Oh, Emma, I'm not. And my wife will testify. She'll probably say, yeah, praise the Lord. He's not always happy and good. Hey, y'all ain't either. Y'all get sulky. Y'all get mad. Y'all get the old face I get sometimes. Hey, it's okay. We make mistakes, but uh, the Word of God shows us that if we want to be good, we've got to be like God. And you say, Zach, that's a big, that's a big glass to fill. It is. But I'm glad that even though we see this issue and we can't always be like God, we look and we see that Christians struggle even in the Word of God. If you look at Romans chapter 7, and I believe it starts at around verse 15 or 16. I won't read it because it's, it's, it's a lot to read. But Paul starts talking about that he knows what to do and he knows what's right. But he does the opposite. It says, I know how to act, but my body does the exact opposite of how I should act. And we see the struggle that Paul goes through. And we can apply that struggle to almost everybody here. Most of you know how to act. <laughs> Most of you know the rules at the workplace. Most of you know uh, what your spouse likes or what your family, what the church likes. Most of us know how to behave. But we don't always do it. We run off at the mouth. <laughs> we, we, we write things that we shouldn't write. We do things we shouldn't do. We know goodness and we know what to do, what we don't. Paul does the exact same thing. He struggled with what? He struggled with goodness. He struggled with righteousness. Whatever word you want to plug in there, Paul struggled with being a reflective nature of what God is. And that's what we should be today. A constant reflective nature of what God is. But I want you to know something. We will fail. And we've been talking about that since we looked at this. This scripture, it talks about goodness. It talks about righteousness. But I want you to realize something. Here's the kicker now. This is the, this is the whole part of this message. If we, can, if we can understand one thing about righteousness and goodness and you not being able to attain it, it is really what the scripture says. And a lot of people skip it because they, they're reading quickly or, or maybe they're trying to get through Scripture. And, and Lord help us, I do the same thing. But if we look back and we think about Paul struggling with righteousness and trying to be good and he can't be good, he keeps making mistakes. And just as we look at our own lives, we make mistakes. Let's look at what the Scripture says. It says that those that hunger and thirst... After righteousness. Do y'all realize what the Bible is trying to tell us there? It's not saying that blessed are those that are good. It doesn't say that. It says very simply, blessed are those that try. Blessed are those that want it. Blessed are those that are bothered because they don't have it. Blessed are those that want to be good. And I believe beyond a shadow of a doubt, if you are a Christian today, you've been saved, you've accepted Christ into your heart, you want to be good. You do. Each and every day, I believe, I have a reflection on my day that says, I, I've not been who I needed to be. Tomorrow, I'm going to do better. Tomorrow, I'm going to do good. Right now, I'm going to change. It's almost a daily reflection. If you don't have it daily, you have it weekly, you have it monthly. A lot of people have rededications. They get rebaptized. They have a certain point in their life where they say, I, I haven't been good. Everything I've done has been bad. I have not done things according to what God wants. And this is very easy to understand. Blessed are those which do hunger and thirst after 
goodness, after righteousness. You should want to be good. You should. It's a desire to be a better man. It's a desire to be a better woman. It's the want. It's the want to be a good example. It's the desire in our hearts. And I, I, believe, I believe if you're a Christian, you have it. I, I believe it. If you don't have a desire to be good, I'll say something's wrong with your life. Very simple teachings that Christ is speaking on this mountainside. And He's speaking to the people that are following Him. And I think He's speaking it directly. We talked about it last week. He had just called the twelve disciples. He had just finished calling them, brought them up to a mountainside. He's teaching the twelve disciples and the multitude that's with them. He's teaching them what they need to be and who they are. They should be hungry for righteousness. They should be hungry. They should be thirsty. They don't always portray it. But you should desire to be good. You know, when you hunger and thirst, I went on a trip Friday down to Phoenix City to set up for some stuff for a thing they were doing down at Phoenix City. I got down there, and it was kind of hot. Uh, I chose to wear blue jeans and a t-shirt. That's very rare. I get to do that at work. So I, I wore blue jeans and a t-shirt, and I went down there, and I worked, set up signs. It got a little hot. Guess what old Zach did? I'm a big old guy. I get out there in the heat. I start sweating. Wasn't nothing to drink. Nothing. We brought coolers. We brought banners. We brought all kinds of junk with us down there to get ready to set up for this event. And I get down there and there's nothing to drink. And I keep working and I keep doing stuff. And I'm thinking, man, i got to have me something to drink. And once I got thirsty, buddy, I tell you what, it was two hours later that we finally left. But the whole time after I got thirsty, guess what I wanted? I wanted something to drink. And the longer that I stayed without something to drink, the more I wanted it. And the more I yearned for it, the more I said, is this good enough? Can we not leave? There's no telling. How many times I asked, can't we leave now? This looks good. We can go now. Oh, no, we got all this. No, no, we need to, we need to hurry up and get out of here. I, don't, I need something to drink. If you've ever been out working or, or doing something, you get hungry, you get thirsty. And once you enter that stage, boy, that's all you can think about. Hey, I need something. <laughs> I don't care what it is. I just need something in my mouth, something to get rid of this. And it should be the same thing for you to want a desire to be like God. You should want it. And the longer you go without it, you should want it more and more. And like I said a while ago, we see people rededicate. We see people come back to the church. We see people uh, do better and, and rededicate their lives and do wonderful things. That's this. That's the goodness. Blessed are those which do hunger and thirst after righteousness. You should want it. It's so sad when people don't want it. You can see that there is no desire to do better. They do not care. They have no empathy for anything that they've done, anything that's going on in their life. And it's so sad when we see those things. I spent two to three hours without something to drink, but I went crazy. We finally got somewhere. I bought two or three drinks. And I almost got sick that I drank so much before we got by. I, was, I bought it at the register. I done drunk half the drink when I got to the register. We got out in the car. I was drinking. We get in the car. I swapped bottles, started drinking the water. I got a Gatorade water. Hey, I got to get this in my system. Felt sick as a dog. I got so much. That's how we need God. We need Him so much. We need to be so full of it. It's just almost ready to come back out. That's how I was. I needed that in my life. I needed that. I wanted it. 
And just as you should want those things, bless your heart if you do not want goodness. Bless your heart today. You know, a lot of us are thinking about maybe what we're going to eat when we leave here. You might be hungry now thinking about lunch. and You may be thinking about what you're going to eat tomorrow or what you're going to drink when you get out of here. You know, the simple pleasures in life. But I'd really like to ask you, what are you really hungry for? Christ was talking to these people saying, Hey, blessed are those which hunger and thirst. And He used something so simple. Every one of them, Hey, over in these times, people got hungry and they got thirsty. And it was a real deal now. It ain't like us where we could stop about every two or three miles and get us something at a service station. This was, they had to draw water from a well, and it was about half dirty sometimes. They had to get it cleaned up. Hey, these folks lived a little different life. They understood hunger. They understood thirst. You can look, tell by looking at me, he ain't probably experienced a lot of hunger in his life. That's why I'm portraying a little bit of thirst. But we thirst for things. We hunger for things. And the things that we desire in our lives... I hope that righteousness, I hope that goodness is at the top. And instead of saying the word goodness, I'll say Christ-like. Blessed are those that want to be Christ-like. Blessed are those that try to be Christ-like. Blessed are you. If you want to be good, you've got to be like God. If you want to be good today, you've got to follow Jesus Christ. You may have come to church today hungry for something. You may have come to church today thirsty for something. And you don't realize, a lot of people, I just don't think a lot of times they realize what they're hungry for, what they're thirsty for, what do they have a, an empty spot in their soul for. They don't understand it a lot of times. And you're desiring it for, for it to be filled. You know, I knew exactly what I needed when I was thirsty. I did. You better believe the first place I got to, I got me something that I needed. I knew what I needed, and I got it, and I got more than I needed of it. <laughs> I had plenty of it. And God is the same way. But a lot of times, we don't really know that what we need, though. Blessed are those which hunger and thirst after righteousness. <laughs> I'm glad that it says in John chapter 6, verse 35, it says this, And Jesus said unto me, I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger. And it says that he that believeth on me shall never thirst. Blessed are those which do hunger and thirst after righteousness. John writes, He is the bread of life. He is what fills you up. He is that perfectly flowing fountain. And they wish you, when you drink some of it, it becomes fountains within your own self. It is perfect living water. He is the goodness. If that don't put a smile on your face, if you don't realize as a Christian today, the goodness that you thought you were missing in life is already there. It's there. It's with you. It's always with you. It doesn't come from somebody that's next to you. It doesn't come from me. It doesn't come from uh, being a member of a church. It comes from Jesus. That's the only place that you can find goodness. He is the only way to the Father, the Word of God says. The only way to God is through Jesus Christ. He is bearing intercessor. He is the go-between. There is no priest. You can't pray to me and get Jesus. You can't pray at a particular altar and get Jesus. You've got to pray. You've got to want it. You've got to ask for it. I'm glad today that we looked, we looked last week that when Jesus was on this mountainside, He said three things. He said, hope is here if you've lost hope. He says that I still love you. And He also says that you are part of my family. That's what the first three things He says. I love you. Hope is here. You're part of my family. And then He follows it up. And He's saying that if you're missing something, it's here. 
If you feel a void, it's here. If you feel like something is missing in your life, it's Jesus. If you need something to fill you up, if you've got hunger, if you've got thirst, it's Him. Ain't that good to know? As they get a verse of some song ready this morning, I'm glad that a lot of times we're searching for things, and they're so simple to understand sometimes, but it's just God. We're searching for God. People will search it, search for it in all different manners of places. They'll think that they found it in this. They'll think they found it in that. You know the thing about being thirsty is when I went down and I got that drink and I got me going down the road and it was about a two-hour drive back. Before I got back, guess what happened again? I was thirsty again. I had to stop again somewhere else and get more to drink. Even though I thought I had plenty. I said, man, i got to get something else. I'm thirsty again. The thirst that we have in this old world, that old water, I'll be thirsty a little bit later. I can eat in the morning and I'll be hungry at lunch and I'll be hungry at supper time. I'll wake up the next day and I'll be hungry again. The Word of God shows us that if you eat of Him, if you take of Jesus Christ, you're not going to be hungry no more. If you'll focus on Him, the hunger will be gone. If you'll focus on Him, the thirst will be gone. He will supply you what you desire, what you need in your life. Fulfillment, joy, peace, long... Hey, we done talked about all those attributes of Jesus a while back. He's going to give you them things. That's going to give you peace. You ain't going to need nothing else. Yeah, you physically got to eat. Yeah, you physically got to drink. But spiritually, you don't need nothing else other than Jesus. I hope that you've taken part of Him today. As we stand, what page you got? Page 385.